0: Welcome to episode Ocho, my eighth episode of this demo podcast. I can't believe it's already been eight weeks. This is actually really only hitting me right now. Uh, <laughs> wow, it's been a four, yeah, eight weeks. It's like two months. Wow. That's cool. Actually, no, I take that back because some of my episodes I aired, I did two in one week. So that's not totally true. But yeah, it's been a little bit. Happy eighth episode, guys. So. As I kind of mentioned in last week's episode, I'm starting to feel a little more comfortable in getting personal, which it's really hard for me to do that. I mean, I guess you could say everybody kind of goes through that struggle. We're all human, but I have my own struggle that I am coming on to a podcast to talk about. So here I am, hi. (laughs) So I am a writer by trade, right? And so I use writing to kind of be my medium to delve deeper into topics that are very intimate and cherished to me. And if I haven't used writing, then in the past I've used poetry or I've gone to open mic nights and shared my poetry in front of a live audience. So it's not like I'm afraid to talk to a live audience about it, but I've always just really I guess hid is the best word, but there's probably a better way of saying that. I guess I've always just hid my emotions or expressed, there we go, expressed my emotions through writing and not really through candid, regular conversational prose, right? So I kind of want to use these next couple episodes to get personal to kind of let go of some of the shell that I carry around with me every day in my real life because at the end of the day, there is a lot of baggage that I hold on to, especially as it relates to the death of my mom from breast cancer back in 2002. And I really want to make sure that I don't need to feel like I have to hold anything back, you know, especially as this podcast hopefully grows, I want the speakers on this podcast and my listeners to feel like they can be as transparent as they can possibly be. And so for me to not do the same service would just be an act of ingratitude. At least that's how I see it. So the topic that I wanna really dive into these next couple episodes, because the more I was thinking about it, the more I was saying to myself, there's no way that I can cover this in 10 minutes, in a 10 minute episode. There's no way. The topic that I want to dive into, that said, is grief. So there's, I guess you could say just a common societal understanding, at least in the United States, although I'm sure that this carries over into other countries and other regions of the world. But in the United States, for sure, there's a bit of a culture where, or I guess a societal standard where a grieving period is set for a certain period of time. So it's understand, I mean, I guess that set period of time is somewhat flexible, but all things considered, it's not uncommon to hear someone say, oh my God, their grandmother died a year ago Like and they're still just being angsty about. I mean, come on. Like, I I feel bad for them, but they got to get over it. Like, they got to get back to their life. If that and that that kind of sentiment is something that I've heard a lot as I've grown up, not aimed at me specifically, but just in general. And grief that just doesn't work like that. I can say from experience that I've dealt with grief for the last 16-some-odd years of my life, and every year, every period of my life, it's just a different flavor of grief. But the grief never goes away. Everybody leaves the wake and the funeral, but your grief doesn't leave. It's like, hey there, like, we're going to be pals for life. Like, I hope you get, hope you don't mind. I, I brought some snacks. I mean, even those snacks after a while get old, you're like, come on, grief. Like, I'm sick of the Cheetos. Come on. Like, I don't know. Bring some fruits or other salted items or something. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I have a lot that I want to say about grief because I've dealt with it all my life and I really hope that during these next couple weeks I can begin to talk about it more. So I'm going to take a quick break here for a second. But I want to talk next about grief in my younger years. And we're back from this quick break. So thank you so much for staying tuned in. So I guess this first part of grief that I want to talk about this evening is, I guess, where I first was in like the first two years of my life or so after my mom died. So at the time, I was about nine years old. I was in third grade. And I remember going through a series of three different feelings Uh, I felt, first of all, very angry and not in an anger that you could necessarily direct at something. I was just angry in general. I had all this pent up rage that I didn't really know what to do with. And it wasn't like I was angry for a day and then I was just fine. This anger persisted. God, I want to say I had... Markedly bad anger management issues going all the way through the end of fifth grade into sixth grade, and like pretty much all of elementary school from then on. And I remember I would just like I had this friend, and I remember she would just, if she ever did anything, just stupid kid things to piss me off, she always had this really long ponytail, as an example. And I would just go up to her and I would just yank. Her ponytail so hard, she would almost cry. And I would just pick fights with my teachers. I would scream at them and yell at them. And, you know, I would disobey them. I got sent to the principal's office a bunch. And I just was angry at everyone in school. I never really had a consistent set of emotions or feelings. And it seemed like nobody was really able to identify the fact that I had this anger management issue. Which leads me to my second point, which was that I felt very misunderstood in my grief. I remember there would be, you know, it'd be like, I don't know, nine months or something after my mom died. And this teacher, a teacher would come up to me in the hallway and she would say, so Grace, how are you feeling today? And I would just look at the teacher like, are you kidding? Like, I'm fine. What do you, what do you want me to say? And I, I mean, I was nine or ten at the time, but I wasn't an idiot. I was very self-aware of the fact that, you know, when my mom died, they had made a, an announcement to everybody in the school. So everybody knew that my mom had died. And it was just this awkward experience. I lived over and over and over again. I remember talking to my babshi, my which is Polish for grandmother, in case you don't know. And I was talking to my babshi. I think I was in fifth grade at the time. And I was just like, like I don't understand. Why do these teachers keep asking me if I'm okay? Like what what do they expect me to say? What can I what what can I say to that? It's, it's dumb. And my Bob she agreed with me, but you know, she was a lot older and wiser because of that, and I think she could see through it, but I didn't feel like a lot of the teachers especially could see through it. They would just say awkward weird things to me all the time, which I guess leaves me to my last point about how I, my, how I was dealing with my grief. I was angry. I felt misunderstood. And I guess I just felt lonely. And I mean, no shit. That's not to be expected. But I just felt lonely. And I think the way that that manifested itself in me the most was through compulsive eating. So not too many of my friends know this about me. A lot of my friends that know me now know me as being like a little bit of a low-key health nut, uh, especially if you are my friend on Snapchat. Uh, (laughs) But back then, I had developed a pretty noticeable compulsive eating problem. And I would just eat and eat and eat and eat and I mean I think some highlights were like I would I would get a glass that was like this big I don't know like if you take the your thumb and your pointer finger like as much as you could like stretch it out it's not it's not super big and I would fill it halfway with milk and then I would just take the chocolate syrup bottle and just squeeze the chocolate syrup bottle for probably like three minutes straight and then drink that Um, I ate a lot of ice cream, cookies, I would just devour anything that was loaded in sugar, 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 and I started developing a weight problem that my family noticed and kind of confronted me at a very young age, and so my weight has always been, but especially back then, was a symbol, I guess, of the loneliness that I was going through. So next week, I'm going to talk a little bit more about how grief affected me as I got older. Take care. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more, be sure to subscribe to my Anchor FM channel. You can download the Anchor FM app on the Apple Store or on Google Play. Just search Anchor FM. Once you download it, you can search me just by typing in my name, Grace Slosky. Don't worry, in case you're wondering how in the heck do you spell her name, I'll spell it out for you. Slosky spelled S-L-A-W-S-K-I. You can also find me on Apple Podcasts just by searching Pink Investigations. Again, that's Pink Investigations. That may not be my name forever, but that is my home for now. If neither of these apps are really your jam, don't worry. Just go onto Google and simply type in the URL anchor.fm forward slash grace dash slosky. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash grace. Grace-Slosky. And for more of the party, always be sure to follow me on Instagram using the handle at Again, that's at Next week, I'm going to dive deeper into this topic of grief and how it's affected me and my personal life as I've grown older and kind of aged out of the original starting impact that grief had on me after my mom died when I was nine years old in 2002. If you have any questions about grief or any experiences that you want to share with me, I would love to get connected with you. Simply send me a DM on Instagram. Again, you can find me on Instagram at Grace Slosky Writes. Thank you so much for listening. It's greatly appreciated, and I look forward to seeing you next week. You can catch me airing my podcast live every Tuesday evening at around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Always check my Instagram stories for more updates. Take care.